0: Welcome to the Simply
1: Cosmopolitan podcast. We're your hosts, Ingrid and Isabella, and we're here to talk all things sisterhood, studying, self-care, and style. So grab your favorite coffee order and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Simply Cosmopolitan podcast episode. Today, Ingrid and I will be wrapping up the last few days of our trip to London.
0: Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that if you are loving our podcast, to please subscribe to the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are currently listening. Just subscribing just means that you are going to be notified whenever we release a new episode. So that way you can always be listening to our newest episodes and stay up to date. And also we would love if you can give us a five-star review and share it with a friend if you're enjoying the episodes.
1: Yes, absolutely. So just for a quick outline of our episode today. We're going to recap the last few days of our trip like I said and then at the end we're gonna do a little London recs like places that we recommend in London food shopping things to do etc from I mean we went to London over spring break I was there for this month and just all the places that we feel like are great stops to go to. We left off last last episode discussing our time at the Oxford Cambridge Club so we have to recap everything since then so the next day I believe the main event of the day was Harrods and if you know Harrods can be a full event today
0: well also that day it was raining of course we love rainy London so we thought Harrods is a perfect place to really spend the morning because in the evening early afternoon we had Mama Mia which we will get into but Harrods is, is huge literally it has everything you can imagine inside of it
1: no I completely agree it's the perfect rainy day destination we're actually talking it's like Disneyland but for shoppers no (laughs) like if you love looking at clothing looking at like the gift halls the food halls the restaurants Mm -hmm. it's the Disneyland Mm -hmm. I think what's also really interesting
0: when comparing department stores in the UK to the US I feel like the UK department stores especially like Harrods and even Selfridges really are like it's more about the experience mm. than in the United yeah. States. I feel like if we were, go back and we remember, maybe in like the two thousands, early two thousands, as well, and I were were quite young, but there was a little bit more emphasis on the experience. I recall, like I remember, Saks Fifth Avenue had like a piano and they would be playing music and they would have a pianist there. I think
1: Nordstrom did too over the holidays. Yeah,
0: um, but now it's not really like that. It's a lot different. So it's really refreshing and it's. It's just a really nice touch to have such a great experience at a department store that's not just trying to like sell you something, but just to enjoy your time at the the department store.
1: No, I completely agree. It's, It's all about like focusing on the experience. I think it's also because a lot of people there are visitors and tourists. And so they really emphasize, you know, wanting them to have the best experience and then they'll make more Profit off, off, the visitors. But no, speaking of, um, Selfridges too. When I went to Selfridges, it was so crowded. I think I talked about it a little bit. A lot of the same items actually at Selfridges, but so much more crowded because if it's it's on Oxford Street. But they had the coolest like pop ups within Selfridges. They have like facial stations. They have they actually had a Barbie pop up. I wasn't able to get re- reservations. I don't know if I discussed this, but they had a complimentary thirty minute hair. Like studio where you could go in and get a Barbie hairstyling. And it was actually complimentary. A lot of the services you have to pay for, but that one was complimentary, which seemed so cool. Like totally wanted to do it, but it sold out so quickly. They also had a Chanel nail salon that was just like a pop-up for a month. Wasn't able to get that either, but just the coolest pop-up things that you wouldn't expect. But so much fun stuff. We went to the gift shop again. I love going to the herds gift shop because they just have like the coolest, like pieces and just like to remember your trip I ended up getting a key for my car keychain I just love the key it reminds me of my trip and I wear a key necklace around my neck every day so it just like kind of goes off that theme I just like love the key motif so we went like what Isabella said we went to the
0: Herod's gift shop On the bottom floor, it's always so fun. They have so many different cool mementos and little souvenirs, just very different and very unique than anywhere else. So if you're going, definitely recommend to stop by. Also, in addition to just souvenirs, on every single floor, they have obviously something new that they're selling, right? After the gift stop, we stopped at a couple of different floors and we looked around and did some shopping. And it was it was really fun. And then it was great because I was like trying to make a decision between two items. And I was like, this decision is getting too complicated. Let's just go do something else. Then I'll come back. So during that time, we went to Herod's Tea Room. And it was really awesome because we went up there and we we're like, oh my gosh, we don't have any reservations. I don't know if they'll take us, but they did. And it was a really incredible experience. The Herod's Tea Room, I believe, is on the fourth floor. And it's a preset menu and they have both regular and then they also have a vegan option, total vegan option. And so we opted for the vegan option. It was absolutely fabulous. Vegan scones, vegan desserts, vegan sandwiches, really top tier, I really loved it. Uh, and I think it compares to Fordham & Mason. Obviously Fordham & Mason is more tea driven. That's just what the the brand and the company is known for, for the how many years it's been around. But Harrods, I think, still puts a little nice touch to it as well.
1: No, 100%. It was also just so like impromptu, like we're just shopping and we're like really hungry and wanted, we're like, why not just go to the tea room? So it's just like so like functional or what's the word? Just like you can like walk in and go in. And I know in the Diamond Jubilee tea room at Farnum and Mason, it's, I think, maybe the same size, but you have to have reservations because it books up a lot faster. So it's just nice how you can just walk in and have a beautiful tea experience, you know, which was, it was so fun. And wasn't it so good? Mm-hmm. Should we discuss the food? Sure. So they start you off with like a avocado gazpacho. Good, you know, but palate cleanser whatever. It was green and meaning and were talking how it reminded us of like the green palate cleanser ice cream in Princess Diaries 1. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. We're obsessed with styries. So us is that. Then like the tea service came, the sandwiches were great. But I mean, let's be honest, we're all there for the desserts and the scones. So good. Oh
0: my gosh, those scones were so delicious. And it came with vegan cream. And I think, like, in my opinion, the vegan cream, Isabella, I think, calls it butter. I don't think it's butter. It's like whipped. It's delicious. It's a little sweet. So good. Let's just say I'm glad that I wore my Skims bodysuit underneath because I ate everything and everything.
1: (laughs) No, I did too. It was so good. I, the desserts also were just so good. So good. I know. I think also one of my favorite parts of going to afternoon tea is like, obviously like that unlimited tea and just like, I, I think we've discussed how me and Ingrid are like such beverage girls. Like we love beverages like tea like keep bringing the tea or then we switch to coffee and keep bringing the coffee and it was just like i i just go through beverages so fast like with teas and coffees so i was like okay next coffee okay next tea let's keep doing this i just love i love that that part of afternoon tea i could just live there forever
0: and then from harrods we continued to do a little bit more shopping and then we were able to actually walk back to our hotel. So we were staying at the Sloan Club and that is located in Chelsea. And so the walk from Harrods to our hotel really wasn't that far, but it was a great walk and a different walk through different neighborhoods that we hadn't really walked through before. It was raining a little bit kind of on and off, but it was really fun to just like walk through some really residential parts and just see London in different neighborhoods.
1: No, I completely agree. We actually filmed a little like London boy voiceover video. So head to our social media pages because they're fun to watch, in my opinion. <laughs> Nothing major, but like if you want to see it, you can see it. <laughs> Ingrid said we say the Sloan Club and we absolutely love the Sloan Club. So the Sloan Club is a private members club in Chelsea. But it actually was, it has like a major history to it. So it started up as a women's club in, I believe, like the 1920s. And then it became the Helena Club. And it was started by a lady-in-waiting to Princess Marie Louise, the daughter of Queen Victoria. So there's like a lot of history to it, really interesting history. But now it's obviously... men and and women for anyone and it's just very elegant and it's very private and it kind of feels like it's your own like predate in london yeah like a home away from home and everyone's very welcoming yeah and it's very just like low-key and the breakfast is so good like we i think we talked about the scottish smoked salmon they have but so delicious actually it makes me want smoked salmon for breakfast again but just a great place overall to stay And then, okay, so back to that, back to Monday. So that night, we went to Mamma Mia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, that evening, we went to see
0: Mamma Mia at the theater in the Novello Theater in London, in Covent Garden. And what's really incredible is that, obviously, for Americans, we know that New York in the U.S. is headquarters for Broadway shows, right? And in London, London is also known a lot for its theater and its shows. And so Covent Garden and the theaters in Covent Garden are really known for that as well. It's that same amazingness and that same quality of Broadway shows that you would see in New York. And so it was really fun to see Mamma Mia. We love Mamma Mia. We love ABBA. We've seen Mamma Mia on Broadway in New York before, so it was really cool kind of seeing it also in London in a fresh perspective. There were a couple of different little changes that were kind of cool to watch and also kind of cool to see how the actors still like would embody the characters with the English accent, and it kind of was very fitting, very, very fitting. I thought it was really awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it was so fun. I mean, obviously all the songs are so fun, I actually, since Mama Mia, I've made a few playlists on Spotify that I'm very proud of, actually. So maybe I'll drop the links in the bio, for in the show notes for this, because I feel like some of the songs fit really good. One's like all the girly vibes, a lot of Taylor Swift in there, and a Mamma Mia songs. The next day, we headed off to Oxford. We had breakfast
0: at the Sloan Club, our hotel, and then we had a car waiting for us to drive us to Oxford. From London. So that wasn't that bad of a drive. It was probably about an hour. We arrived in Oxford kind of midday. And so we were really able to explore Oxford. And we were staying at the Randolph Hotel. It's a great hotel. We've stayed there before. It's fabulous service. The rooms are amazing and it's in a great location. So obviously the reason we were in Oxford is because I will be attending Oxford in October. So I needed to go to finalize a couple of details just specifically about where I'm going to be living. And then also I wanted to pick up my matriculation outfit already so that when I go in October, when it's going to be absolutely crazy over there, everyone trying to buy it at the same time, I thought it would be better just to buy it ahead of time, which we will get into in a bit. We also got to see where I will be living And so it's a great area, great neighborhood. There's a lot of different coffee shops, different like Papa's restaurants, and there's a Pilates studio right next door, which is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited about it. And what's awesome is that where I will be living, it's in the neighborhood of Jericho, I believe. And it's a very residential area of Oxford. And there's a lot of different coffee shops, which I'm so excited about. And we were actually able to stop at one of the coffee shops nearby. and I think it was called the Jericho Coffee House or something like that. And what's also so cool is that just like a block north from where I'll be living is where the Oxford University Press is, which is so incredible. It was just so cool to walk by. We just randomly stumbled upon it. And if... For any of you that are in school still or you have done any research, when you just search up any really literature paper, a lot of them are published by the Oxford University Press. So it was just so cool to walk by this historical institution. And it's just, again, so I'm just so thrilled to be a part of it. And it's like, I still can't believe it.
1: No, I'm like so excited for you. I wish I honestly wish I could like go with you because sisters love to do everything sisters do obviously but no I'm like so excited for you it's gonna be such a cool just like world worldly experience but I think such so a great part of just like studying in the UK it's just like meeting people from all over the world and I know that like it's like talked about a lot and like it's like oh like it's like really easy to just like say that and like with no meaning to that but like it really just like obviously I was only there for a little less than a month and you're going to be there for a full year but still even in that time just meeting people literally from all over and yeah in OutRise there's people from all over the world and just like at UT there is too but but studying in a different country it really like as Americans are in the minority which is like crazy you know and it just you just truly expands your perspective and just like Just like your views and like worldview and just like, it's just so great to meet people from all over. So I think it's going to be so awesome. I can't wait to hear all about it and you'll be filling us all in. But back to our Oxford time. So yes, later that day, I think we stopped by by Bykester Village and it is the ultimate shopping destination. If you know, you know, it literally has all the stores. So, so fun. And they have amazing food options
0: literally the most amazing restaurants there they have ralph's coffee Mm -hmm. absolutely so good they also have gosh what does that call it with the they have Mm lottery sessioni's i believe i don't know if i'm pronouncing
1: it right but it's a london staple like the famous italian restaurant they have a veuve cliquot outdoor restaurant or more like a little cafe Yes, with spritzers and just a little outdoor seating area. And luckily that day in Oxford was gorgeous. It was cold, but the sun was out and just a beautiful day for some outdoor shopping. So we went to a few of our favorite stores, self-portrait. Ingrid got the most gorgeous dress. I was so annoyed. I really was wanting to get a, get a dress. But the dresses that I liked, they didn't have my size. And then I didn't I didn't want to just like buy a dress to buy a dress, especially because Ingrid's gonna be there for the whole year. So I'm gonna just ask her like every month to like stop by see if they have a dress in my size that I like. So I didn't wanna, like I said, buy to buy, but I got a really cute pair of jeans from Sandro that I'm like so excited about. And I feel like realistically it's more practical for me because the jeans I can wear in Austin and Houston, but a fancy, fancy self portrait dress, realistically, I would wear a lot less. Like, in, but in Oxford, like that's what ease at stuff. So like, I feel like it makes sense for you, but maybe less for me.
0: Well, I hope so. But anyways, I talking about Self-Portrait, Self-Portrait is one of my absolute favorite brands, clothing brands ever. All of their outfits, all of their dresses, all of their shirts, their skirts, everything is just totally my style. And Self-Portrait is actually headquartered in the UK and London. So it was so cool going to their stores. And also I'm a dress collector. Isabella says like, oh, like what's the point of buying dresses? Okay. Tbh, I collect clothing. I have a lot of dresses that I've cl- collected and shoes as well. But I'm like, if I see a dress that I absolutely love, I need to have it in my closet. It's just it fits my vibe, and I'm going to try to live up to your expectation as well to use them when I'm in Oxford. And then also something as Bella, you've actually told me recently is just like have a carefree attitude a little bit. Like don't put so much effort into. Like, obviously, put effort into what you're going to wear, but don't do too, too much thinking effort into what you're going to wear.
1: Yeah. No, actually, I actually sent you this reel, I think, or maybe I think I saved it. I need to find it again. But it was like a reel, and it was like, it was this girl like wearing this cute, fancy dress, like down the street in New York. And she was saying, like, don't save your like fancy, fun clothes, like fresh bunch of locations. It's never going to happen. Just use it. And like, so what if you're ever dressed better? That's part of your vibe. That's part of your aesthetic. That's, It's part of who you are, so why not use it? And honestly, we need to adopt that more, especially for school. Like, I need to—I really motivate myself because I do want to wear, like, put together outfits for school. But the thing is, when push comes to shove, I pull out my Lululemon. But like, I'm gonna make it a goal at least twice a week. Mm -hmm. So I hope to adopt that
0: motto as my motto now of life in terms of dressing and clothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So hopefully, so. And then, so as I was saying before, so also in Oxford, we were there so that I could buy my my matriculation outfit. So at Oxford, I will be obviously documenting my entire experience and sharing with you all. But one of the things that they have there that they've been doing for centuries is the matriculation. So it's when the students get officially recognized as students who are beginning their courses. So, for that event, I have to wear a subfuse outfit. And so it's the traditional academic wear of Oxford. So, I have to wear a black skirt, black tights, black shoes, and then I have to wear this black specific cape. And then I also have to wear a white shirt and a black tie. And all a lot of those pieces you have to buy from the specific stores in Oxford. So, I was able to buy that. and it, I was so glad I went early because, They had everything brand new and they're like, we're so glad you're getting it early because around the matriculation day, it is so crazy and packed. So I was glad I got that out of the way. And then also I was able to get a couple of different items that had my specific college on it, which was really cool to get some personalized little merch, sweatshirt, umbrellas. We kind of went totally out. My whole family was so excited. So we got also mugs,
1: keychains, a bag like a tote well also it was pouring rain like when we were leaving the store but when we had entered it wasn't raining so we didn't have any umbrellas so we're like well might as well because they're good momentums and we don't want to get poured on (laughs) but I got a cute sweatshirt too that I'll be wearing around campus yeah (laughs) somebody would ask me I'm like yes my sister does go to Oxford I'm not just wearing this because I was a visitor she indeed does go there but yeah so we had so much fun in Oxford. Did we do anything else? Oh, we went to Franco Manca. It's just like a simple pizza place that they have literally all over London and in Oxford. But I just love Franco Manca. It's such a great place. It's relatively inexpensive. It's like a sit-down restaurant. You order your pizza. They have gluten-free and dairy-free options. So great options. But everyone loves it. Like Even if you're not gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever, they just have great pizza options for everyone. And it's such like a great place it's a to go price. to at a great price. It's just like such a fun place to go. Everyone loves it. So if you're in London and want like to get a pizza, but just like wanna go to a sit-down restaurant at a great price and have a good time, Franco Manca. Mm-hmm. So just like I just love what they're doing at Franco Manca. Like they need to bring it over here because sometimes like like here I feel like a lot of the pizza places, it's like fast food pizza. And it's not like really like a sit-down pizza thing, but there it's like a sit-down restaurant and you know, it's, it's casual, but it's not anything that's like super like fast foody. It's and it's fun and it's great price. So I just, I have never stop talking about it. And of course,
0: also in Oxford, we walked around all the different colleges. We went to my college. We weren't able to go in because a lot of the colleges right now are closed. Although some of them do have like summer classes, programs for undergraduates or high schoolers. But we were also there kind of late walking around. We walked around the Radcliffe camera, obviously so gorgeous and just so inspiring. Every time I walk by it, I still have to pinch myself that I actually go to school here. And it's just so surreal to, I don't know, just always like, okay, I'm I'm going here. Like, wow.
1: (laughs) Well, when you're able to study inside the library in there, that's when it's going to be really cool. So in Oxford, we stayed at the Randolph Hotel, and I think it's a great place in Oxford to stay. It's beautiful architecture. I think actually it was featured in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know in what sense, because I know we still haven't watched Harry Potter and we need to, because mm-hmm. literally everyone I tell is like, what? Like, you haven't watched it yet? It's ridiculous. So we need to watch it.
0: And they also have, they also have in their lobby, it's the, the Morse Bar. I don't know if that has anything to do with morse like the tv show like morse the detective like that mm-hmm. bbc show
1: i have no idea. i know
0: i know morse was
1: filmed in oxford parts of it was. so maybe maybe, maybe not yeah. i don't know they have a really great food option they have like the mm-hmm. alice we haven't mm-hmm. actually been to alice but it's really pretty we need to go
0: mm-hmm. and they also have a really good tea room I don't yeah know what it's
1: called but yeah well you have you a lot of time in to there. go there,
0: I mean, we've been there
1: yeah okay for breakfast though, the next day in Oxford, we went to literally my favorite place in Oxford and just, this is the name, the Oxford brunch bar. Like how could that not be your favorite place? It's a brunch bar. It's like, you just go in for brunch. Like I just am obsessed. Like the name they just have, it's like super simple, nothing fancy. A lot of like professors, students go there, like families. Yeah. Like anyone, anyone, everyone goes there, but just like, they, so just, good brunch and they do it well.
0: They do it so well. It's just so good. What did we get again? We got like over easy eggs with yeah. sourdough and Scottish salmon, right?
1: Yeah, and avocado. And avocado. Just like super simple, it was but so it's just good. like it
0: was homey fresh back. sourdough. I got a matcha latte. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And you put cinnamon on top of
1: it without me even asking. So good. It's just like homey vibes. Like mm-hmm. just looking for a nice, warm brunch, you're going to go there. So if you're in Oxford, go there. We weren't able to
0: do as many things as we wanted to do in Oxford. I wanted to go do a little bit more like museums and go to a couple more buildings. But I started to feel kind of sick and I did get sick. <laughs> so and we were also only there in Oxford for about a day and a half. And so um, unfortunately, we weren't able to go to as many places, but not to fear, not to fret. I will be living in Oxford, so I'll be sharing that experience when it comes time.
1: <laughs> yes. So yeah. So after the brunch bar, we packed our bags, took a car straight to Heathrow. Mm-hmm. But also, can we talk about the Heathrow Airport? I'm sorry, I just oh,
0: love yeah. the Heathrow Airport. The shopping in the Heathrow Airport is incredible. Like it's so fun. Like I need to get there hours before my flight just to go to all the different shops, and. I just love it. Just just needed to put that out there
1: to say to everyone. No, I agree. They literally have such amazing shops. Also, I failed to mention that. So I think I discussed so much about how much I love Pret. And I got my final Pret at the airport. Fantastic. Great. Everything was amazing. And Pret actually reposted one of our videos. And that was just like the final, just like bow tie on an amazing trip. You know, I had the most amazing memories, most amazing experiences, learned so much in my classes, met the most amazing people, friendships, lifelong friendships, what have you. And then for the final thing for Pret to reciprocate, love to me was just the final bow tie, you know, like all I could do is talk about Pret and they reposted us. So that was a fun, fun way to end the trip. So yeah, so then we took a flight home. And we've been back for a few days. But of course, so if you listen
0: to our previous episode, the one just released before this one, Isabella kind of shared how she was sick. And when I arrived in London, she was getting better. She was kind of like already past the, the worst part. She still had a little bit of like the sniffles or whatever. And of course, what happens to one sister must happen to the other sister, Right. right. The laws of sisterhood physics, mm-hmm. and so of course, I am now sick, and luckily though, for me, like my symptoms of the cold, the severeness didn't really kick in until after I arrived in Austin, which was really good because I hate to get sick, I have that feeling that runny nose and that itchy throat on the airplane. But the past few days have just been me with my tissue box and my medicines trying to get better from this cough and this cold. This At least it's not
1: the flow or COVID. Yes. So just a quick rundown of the past videos in Austin. So actually the day I arrived back in Austin, I got news that my research manuscript was published and it is in the Journal of Nutrition Education Behavior, which was so exciting. It was literally a year, more than a year in the making of working on it, and finally to see the work come to fruition was so, so exciting. And just to see, you know, my name there, I'm second author, and just, you know, for the the full roundabout of it all to happen. I think we should definitely do an episode Mm -hmm. in the future kind of
0: talking about different research opportunities and how to find research opportunities.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And actually, I was, I've gotten a lot of messages from some of our videos. That I've talked about bsmd programs and my college application programs which those were those videos were from like two years ago but they they got a good amount of views and so I get messages throughout the time and I got several messages recently asking if I could answer some questions about bsmd programs and just my overall experience applying to different schools and so I said I would do a video or a podcast on that and so I will be doing that. So if you have any questions about that or know someone who's interested in applying to a BSMD program, feel free to send us questions that you may have or like tell a friend, to send us questions so we can get those answered. I, got, I have a good amount of questions from the people that were asking me questions, but I want to just make sure I can answer everyone's questions in a podcast. I feel like it's so much easier than like a short video because I can actually get into depth and those people who want to listen, they can listen to the podcast and get all the info. So that was on that but what else this week so we we watched the barbie movie which was so fun we went to the movie house and eatery which we love because one unlimited popcorn with coconut oil so no butter love. Literally, I eat so
0: much popcorn. You were making faces at me when I kept ordering more popcorn. No, we like, we use unlimited popcorn
1: because it's unlimited popcorn for $10. So you better believe we're going to get our money's worth of this popcorn. And also the issue, both like a blessing and a curse, is that we got there like 30 minutes early. So they start bringing out the food 30 minutes early. So you start eating the popcorn 30 minutes early. So you finish it 30 minutes early. (laughs) So that was fun. And the bar movie was so fun. I think the message is great. And... Like, I was, like, saying, like, it's not the most, like, plot-driven movie, but it has a good message behind it, delivered in a funny way, with great music, and just... Great actors. Oh, great actors. I think Ryan Gosling was honestly, like, the best actor in that. I don't know. I just, like, he was really funny.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was expecting from the movie, but I felt like the movie was, like... Basically all like the little clips in the trailers that I've seen before. So like I thought I was expecting something totally new. I thought the trailers were just like a sneak peek okay, of what the thing was. I was expecting what. I so I was like, okay, like where's where's the big moment? I mean,
1: I still really liked it. I thought it was really cute, and I loved all the colors. I guess like I like expected that because I had like listened to a few podcasts recapping the movie, and like I was just expecting to go in for the vibes. Mm-hmm. And like the pink vibes, the music, anyways, and then the past few days, I've actually been in my like pool era. Like I don't know if you've talked about this, but I'm like, I like used to or still am, but maybe it's in the last few days, I've turned a new leaf. I like don't use our pool that often. I don't know why sometimes I'm like not a pool person, but I guess since being in London for such a long time, where it's very rainy and cold, even of the summer, which was unfortunate, but still fun. But I guess I was like excited to come back to the Austin weather and just like use it to my advantage and like mm-hmm. use the pool to my advantage, especially because I'll be leaving for Houston in a few weeks. So I am reading The Blue Bistro. It is very good. Ingrid said she read it last summer. Mm-hmm. It's very like mysterious right now. Like you probably know the ending. And I don't think it's like a mystery book, but like, it's giving mysterious. So. It's a really good book. Okay. Anyway, so it's been really fun to read it, and I do a lot of my reading on my um, iPad, like the Keith of Kindle app. But it's nice to have like a physical book. I'm the biggest
0: proponent of an actual physical book. You no, no, but
1: it's like because it adds more weight, and then it's like, what with the iPad, it's so easy because all your books are all your books are on there, mm-hmm. and so it's like a lot easier. The books are like I think cheaper anyways. Yeah. So just like with ease, it's easier, but I agree. The book is nice if you're by the pool.
0: Well, while Isabella has been by the pool and reading, I have been cooped inside with my tissue box and my covers and my blankets and my robe because
1: I am sick and trying to recover, not doing well. (laughs) Okay. So, oh, or so I guess like a quick, quick recap because this episode has been going on for a while and we're starving for dinner. So. Quick rundown of our London recommendations. So food, okay. There's just a rundown of places we recommend to get food in London. So Circolo Popolare. I think I talked about it a few episodes ago. It's an Italian restaurant in London run by the Big Mama Group. I went. It was great food, great beverages. Everything was great. The vibes inside, gorgeous. So recommend going there. We also recommend going to Delfinos. It's an Italian Italian restaurant in Mayfair really good food. I think we got like a seafood pasta. We went over spring break when we went to London and great food. Not like anything super fancy,
0: but it's, it's fancier than Franco Manca. Mm-hmm. It's fancier than Franco Manca, but it's a nice, it's just a n- really nice restaurant. And I, I think, think
1: you need reservations because it yeah. books up so much in advance. Like it's not super fancy, like we said, but like it's known to be good. So reservations are a must there, mm-hmm. I would say. And then, like we said, Harrods has great food options. The food halls are great, and they have great desserts there, too.
0: And not just for tea. They also have actual restaurants as Mm -hmm. well that are really good. So,
1: yeah. And then, obviously, Fortnum & Mason for tea. The Diamond Jubilee Tea Room, if you can go there, that would be great. You have to have reservations, obviously, but recommend going there. Then, I think we discussed it in last week's episode, Comptor Libanese.
0: So good. It's in Chelsea, but they also, I believe, have another location in London not quite sure though where it is, but if you're interested, you can check it out online. The food is so good, absolutely delicious and really authentic food. Yes.
1: And then, and it's also
0: not, sorry, it's not touristy at all. It's, it's very authentic and it's very like residential. A lot of local,
1: local people in London go there. Agreed. And if you just are looking for an area that's not very touristy, although still great, place to tour is i think chelsea because it's very low-key it's nothing like covent garden which i loved covent garden but a lot more touristy chelsea is just a lot more laid back but still great shopping such a fun place to walk around Mm -hmm. like we said franco manca cream is also a great place they have just cookies there but so good we've been there a few times
0: i didn't go this time but you went and then we went during spring break
1: yes they had a vegan cookie and speaking of vegan this isn't anything that's like fancy at all. It's called donut time. It's just like a donut place, but they do have vegan donuts. I did get one before my final, cause I was stressed out and it was so good. So looking for a vegan donut, why not stop there?
0: And I think also, if you happen to have any food allergies or food sensitivities, tell your waiter at the restaurant and tell the restaurant when you get there, because a lot of these places are very accommodating. That's something Isabel and I really noticed, and we absolutely loved. They have all these different options, so just let them know, and
1: there's probably they're probably going to have a lot of options for you. Agreed. And anything else for London? I think recommend going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Mama Mia was such a fun one, such a fun show to watch. Could so upbeat, but I know they also have Phantom of the Opera right now. They also have
0: and they have boys. They have
1: well, They have great options right now. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And I think also in terms of like museums, the British Museum is obviously a must stop. Yes, actually one that I
1: wanted to go, we weren't able to go to Natural History Museum the day that we're going to. The line was so long, so I think I recommend going in the morning. I went to the British Museum early in the morning, waited in line, but the line took less than 10 minutes. Since no one was inside, it was just really easy to get there and it wasn't that crowded. We went to... The museum with the Roman Amphitheater at the bottom, the Roman Amphitheater was recently discovered there, but it was a great museum to go to. They had great artworks, but it was not crowded at all, which is exactly what you need if you're in London over the summer but or like during a popular time. Oh, another great option to go to in London is Peggy Portions. I don't know how to say the name, but it's it's the little cake uh, shop in London. So I think you should stop there. It's like the cutest place and the food was so good. And they have vegan
0: options, of course, always representing my dairy-free people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the other museum that we were just talking about, the one that has the Roman Amphitheater uh, at the bottom is the Guildhall Museum, and it's actually a very historical museum. However, a lot of people don't really know about it, so it's great for the summer or during times where all the museums are really crowded. We loved this museum. My dad and my mom found it on their trip to London a few years ago. And so they showed us. And the artwork, as Isabella mentioned before, is absolutely fabulous. And there's actually a lot of history at the Guildhall in particular. They hosted the reception for Queen Elizabeth's coronation all the way back then. And then a lot of prime ministers' receptions as well.
1: Okay. I believe it is time for us to go eat dinner. So that wraps up. Our London, our summertime in London. So, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And we are so excited because next
0: week we will be releasing our much anticipated recording with Romantic Roses, Nicola Lobo. And we had such a fun time recording with her. And I think you all are going to love, love, love this episode. well, and I had so much fun recording with Nicola. So, I think you all are going to love it. So, until then, We'll see you then. Have a great week. Bye.